1: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
2: White flag, final lap, Bush, light, clash. Who's going to victory lane? Will it be Logano or will it be Kyle Busch? One final time through three, off four, checkered flag is out, and Joey Logano has done it scoring the win they're crashing right in front of them logano has scored the win in the bush light clash at the coliseum joey how about that the l.a coliseum you are the first time nascar winner here just your thoughts oh man it's just badass i
3: don't
4: even know what to say it's uh this so cool uh being down here just being down here on the racetrack and seeing all the fans around you uh it's so electric here and uh to be able to do some donuts with our shell penzo mustang and the first race of the Next Gen, first one out here. Oh man, it means so much. It's so special. And uh, man, what a just a crazy, uh, crazy race. Kept ourselves towards the front. And, oh man, it's uh, awesome.
1: NASCAR Live is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina. Here is your host, Mike Bagley.
5: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we are counting down the days until we have cars on the racetrack. Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum coming up this weekend. Two weekends from this weekend, it'll be the season opening Daytona 500 at the World Center of Racing. And as we continue that countdown and also our celebration of NASCAR's 75th anniversary, we're going to flashback to the 2008 running of the Daytona 500. On this week's show, we're also going to continue our team previews. Last week, we previewed 2023 for the Ford Contingent. This week, we're going to do the same for 2311 Racing, JGR, and Richard Childress Racing as well. We're also going to get you ready for the second running of the Light Clash at the Coliseum. And a whole lot more. But first to get us started, as he always does, Kyle Ricky is here with the latest in headlines. Kyle, what do you have for us?
6: Mike, a handful of rule changes for the 2023 season were announced. NASCAR will eliminate stage breaks at road courses, except for the truck and Xfinity standalone events. The organization has also banned the viral Hail Melon move that Ross Chastain pulled off at Martinsville last fall to vault himself into the sports championship race. Another change is that the choose rule will go into effect for super speedways as well as dirt events in addition to all oval races. In regards to loose wheels, crew chiefs will no longer be suspended. And lastly, the top 30 in cup points rule to be eligible for the playoffs has been eliminated. But drivers still must attempt all races unless a waiver has been approved by NASCAR. Elsewhere, cars return to competition this week at the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum in Los Angeles, and an A-list celebrity will help get the festivities underway. Actor Rob Lowe will give the command to start engines before the 150-lap main event. Just a reminder, the Motor Racing Network's NASCAR race day coverage of the Bushlight Clash begins on Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Ahead of the Daytona 500, the track announced that country singer Dirks Bentley will be headlining the pre-race concert before the start of the Great American Race. And drivers for the Hendrick Garage 56 entry for the 24-hour of Le Mans has been selected. Seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson will be joined by Le Mans winner and veteran Mike as well as former Formula One driving champion Jensen Button. Mike?
5: Coming up, we flash back to the 2008 running of the Great American Race, and later we'll take a look at what's in store for Joe Gibbs Racing in 2023. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles
7: an hour? This is a residential area.
1: Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am
7: I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at
5: Sunoco this morning.
8: At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for
5: American
9: Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
5: Welcome back to NASCAR Live as we continue to celebrate NASCAR's 75th anniversary. This week, we flash back to the 2008 running of the Daytona 500, a race that had no shortage of storylines and an ending that would leave all of Team Penske in smiles. Kurt Becker has more.
9: The 2008 NASCAR season is often remembered as the start of a new era for the sport. The car of tomorrow, after being used on a limited basis in 2007, became the car of the present, making its Daytona 500 debut to start the campaign. As usual, the race was not short on storylines, in part because of developments during the off-season. For example, Dale Earnhardt Jr. left Dale Earnhardt Incorporated to drive for Hendrick Motorsports in the newly minted 88 car. In turn, Kyle Busch departed Hendrick for Joe Gibbs Racing, taking over the number 18. Dale Jr., already riding a wave of five consecutive awards as NASCAR's most popular driver, would immediately capitalize on his new opportunity within the Hendrick organization, picking up two checkered flags as speed weeks kicked into high gear. Dale Jr.'s playing defense. He crosses over blocking Jimmy Johnson. He's in front of the pack. Coming to the line, Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins the 2008 Budweiser shootout, scoring the first victory in his tenure at Hendrick Motorsports. Two At the front, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Reed Sorensen behind them. They're three wide. Jr., hoping to win everything this week at Speed Weeks at Daytona. And so far, he's two for two. He has won the first race in the Gatorade duel. Hendrick Motorsports also had other drivers in the spotlight, as two time defending series champion Jimmy Johnson won the pole for the race, placing him on the front row alongside two time Daytona 500 champion Michael Waltrip. Johnson was looking to join the multi-time 500 Champion Club, having won the race in 2006, while Dale Jr. was looking to become the first driver to win the shootout a dual race, and the 500 in the same speed weeks. Those drivers were joined by Tony Stewart, runner-up in both the shootout and his dual event, as favorites to win. The prestige for this Daytona 500 was even higher than usual as it marked the historic 50th running of the great American race and seven-time Daytona 500 winner Richard Petty was in the flag stand to wave the green flag to start the event. No one is sitting here at the World Center of Racing They're waiting for the start of the 50th running of the Daytona 500 and for the call, celebrating 50 years of broadcasting, NASCAR racing, MRN Radio's Barney Hall. And, you know, there's just something that kind of reaches out
3: and grabs you when you say the 50th running of the Daytona 500. It's about to get going.
9: They come down to the line. Green flag goes in the air. Even though Johnson was on the pole, Waltrip would lead the opening two laps of the race. Throughout the early portion of the event, the lead was swapped by a multitude of drivers. No one seemed able to take control of the race until a driver who was beginning just his third full-time season in the Cup Series went to the point. Up front, here's Denny Hamlin trying to get a run on teammate Tony Stewart. Stewart went a little high that time off turn four, and the entire front part of the field drops to the inside and blows right on by him. Denny Hamlin led the race for nearly 20 laps, adding his name to the list of favorites to take the checkered flag. Meanwhile, the opening 200 miles of the event were caution-free until Debris made lap 81 the first to be run under caution. And then, as the race neared the halfway mark, the Bush brothers, Kurt and Kyle, emerged as contenders. Now, here's Kurt Bush to the inside of the racetrack. He wants the lead at Daytona. He's going to
5: get it, and he's going to get help from his brother in the process. The two Bush boys, Kurt and Kyle, one and two
9: in turn three. In particular, Kyle Bush began to take charge in his debut for Joe Gibbs Racing, eventually leading the field nine times for a race-best 86 laps. His brother, Kurt, driving for Roger Penske, remained near the front as well. Kurt's teammate, Ryan Newman, was becoming a factor, giving the Penske organization a double threat. With nothing more than two caution flags for debris in the race's first 155 laps, the first accident in the event came with less than 100 miles to go when David Reagan made contact with Roush Fenway teammate Matt Kenseth. David Reagan came off turn number four, and I don't know if he thought
2: uh, nobody was alongside of him or not, but he came up the racetrack. Problem was, there was somebody there, and that was Matt Kenseth. And Reagan hits the fence. Matt Kenseth gets squeezed into the fence. Everybody else able to take evasive action. They dove to the inside. Significant damage to David Reagan's Ford, and I think the same can be said for Matt Kenseth Ford as well.
9: That crash and what had already been 36 lead changes made the final stretch of the 2008 Daytona 500 one of the most intense in the 50-year history of the race. Jimmy Johnson fell victim to that intensity when he spun on the back stretch with less than 25 laps to go.
5: Jimmy Johnson is around, spinning down to the inside of the racetrack. He'll take Martin Truex Jr. along with him, slamming on the brakes and trying to find their way through, or three and four other cars. J.J. Yaley almost getting collected in the aftermath
9: as Jimmy Johnson goes for a wild slide on the back straightaway. And still, the yellow flag was not done waving. A multi-car incident took place with 10 laps to go, making for the third caution in the span of a dozen laps. After that caution, a new name took control of the race with Jeff Burton leading the event for the first time. Driving for Richard Childress Racing, Burton looked as though he might give RCR back-to-back 500 victories following Harvick's win in 2007, but Casey Mears, who was also running in the lead draft would bring out a final caution before the race reached conclusion. Low lane to try and make their way underneath Tony Stewart. Oh, in trouble is Casey Mears. He's up and brushes the wall. May have cut down a right side tire. Sparks
7: flying off the uh, Kellogg Chevrolet. Casey Mears up in smoke. There are
9: tires missing all down the right side. After that caution, the stage was set. Burton would lead the field to green for a three-lap shootout to determine the winner of the Daytona 500. But then disaster struck the 31 team.
3: Green is in the air. Burton gets a good restart. He'll pull away maybe a half a car length or so on Kyle Bush. But Kyle is going to waste no time all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack, three wide in turn one. Tony Stewart, high side. Burton gets shuffled a bit. See if he's going to hang on to anything up there in the front
9: of the field in turn one. Jeff Burton's long gone. He's back to eighth place now. Tony Stewart has got the lead. Tony Stewart was quick to pounce when Burton had mechanical issues. And coming to the white flag, it looked like Stewart would finally capture that elusive Daytona 500 victory, which he had been chasing for 10 years. But the Penske duo of Ryan Newman and Kurt Busch was in close pursuit, as was Stewart's teammate, Kyle Busch. Stewart held them at bay for as long as he could. Tony Stewart opens up a
7: car-length advantage. That's Ryan
9: Newman giving him a little run. He goes to the high side.
7: Stewart blocks him. Here comes Kyle Busch to the bottom. Smoke can't block them both. Here's Kyle to
5: the bottom for the leadoff, too. Kyle Busch, for the final time, trying to take the win here at Daytona. His teammate, Tony Stewart, race leader, pulls down the block. Newman gets the run on the outside slide. Newman
2: to the lead. Bush to second. Stewart falls back to third. What can Tony Stewart do now? He's all the way back to fourth. You got a Dodge Charger out front. Ryan Newman leading the
9: field off turn number four. The battle will be for second. Ryan Newman brings him off turn four for the last time into the tri A long, dry spell for this driver. He will win the 50th Daytona 500. His teammate started dead last today. Kurt Busch, he'll come in in second. Tony Stewart gets third. Kyle Busch fourth. Stewart would be denied once again as Newman captured the 500 for the first time. It was also the first Daytona 500 victory for team owner Roger Penske, who celebrated a 1-2 finish with Newman and Kurt Busch in victory lane. Brian Newman, there were 42 lead changes. Tell
10: us about that 42nd one in the last lap. It's all about Kurt Busch. i got to thank Kurt. He's an awesome teammate. Uh, couldn't have done it without him. I mean, uh, granted, there could have been somebody else there, but they wouldn't have pushed me like he did, and... Uh, Gotta thank everybody from Altel Mobile One, Kodak, all the people that helped make this Dodge go fast, and uh, the fans for coming out tonight. I hope they enjoyed the race. Uh, I know I enjoyed the last two laps. The
9: victory was a milestone moment for Penske, with his team building on that success to win two more editions of the Daytona 500, including the 2022 running, and three NASCAR Cup Series championships in the 15 years since. And the captain will be looking to make history once again, sending three cars onto the track in just a few weeks in hopes of adding another Harley J. Earl trophy to his collection.
5: What a moment for Ryan Newman, one that he will surely never forget. And more memorable moments will be made in the Great American Race two weeks from Sunday, be sure to join Motor Racing Network, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, for the running of the Daytona 500. Coming up, we'll preview this season for Joe Gibbs Racing, and later we'll do the same for Richard Childress Racing and 2311 Racing.
0: Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash offer. To get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right. Enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds.
1: This is NASCAR live.
5: Now back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR live. Joe Gibbs racing welcomes the familiar face to the NASCAR cup series level as Ty Gibbs Will, for the first time, run a full-time schedule for Grandfather Joe. 2022 was a successful year for the team as they narrowly missed out on having two drivers race in the championship four. Can Denny Hamlin continue his winning ways? And will Christopher Bell take another leap after winning three races last season? Our Jason Toy is here with a preview for Joe Gibbs Racing.
7: The upcoming changes at Joe Gibbs Racing was one of the top stories in NASCAR as the 2022 season concluded. A season-long intrigue surrounded the team as the futures of Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch were in question. Now that the dust has settled, all eyes are on the team as it embarks on a new era. While Kyle Busch is off to Richard Childress Racing, another mainstay at Gibbs is returning in 2023. Here to stay for another year at JGR is Martin Truex Jr. MTJ announced in June at Nashville Super Speedway that he wouldn't be calling it quits just yet. While Truex was quick to end the speculation over his future in NASCAR, he endured a frustrating winless season, just missing out on the playoffs after Austin Dillon's regular season finale victory at Daytona. Heading into 2023, Truex is excited about the potential his team showed despite being shut out from victory lane a season ago.
11: Uh, I'm excited. I mean, I think we've got a lot going on for us, a lot of good things. Uh, Got a great team and and really no changes other than Uh, hopefully the fastest pit crew in the sport so uh, we're pretty excited about that but um yeah just just looking forward to taking advantage of opportunities you know we had a good season last year but we didn't get a win and we had a lot of opportunities to do that that slipped away and that's what we're focused on just you know let's how do we how do we refine everything how do we not make mistakes how do we get our cars even better so we're more competitive more consistently Um, but i think with the changes you know nascar's made um, to the to the cars, I think it's going to help us. I think um, you know, we're fired up and we're ready to go, and I think we'll, we're going to you know be a. Be a uh, big problem for a lot of people this year.
7: While Truex is looking for a bounce back in 2023, Christopher Bell is hoping to ride off the momentum that he ended last season on. For the second time in the last four weeks, Christopher Bell has been in a do-or-die situation. He is still alive. Final time in a three,
2: Christopher Bell from alive line. He had to win, and he's going to win. Here comes Christopher Bell. He'll score the win.
7: Twice during the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs, Bell one in a win or go home situations at charlotte and martinsville bell's sudden knack for winning when he had to propelled him into the championship four for the first time in his career since bell's stellar end to the season one would think that he's still riding off of the high of his clutch moments well not so much
8: uh not really i mean i've enjoyed it and it's definitely sank in that you know my my two wins that i got at the end of the year were very high profile and important wins and you know something that been a cherished for a long time but uh I don't know it it, this sport is so so weird you know I think I finished third in the standings but I lost and I'm you know one of 36 losers or 35 losers 34 I guess I don't even know how many ran full-time but um I ran third in the points which was amazing and a career high but I still lost and uh you know I think we all feel the same except for Joey and we all want to be where
7: Joey's at. Denny Hamlin will once again be behind the wheel of the number 11 for Joe Gibbs Racing. Hamlin fell short once again of that elusive championship being denied a place in the championship four following the mystifying move made by Ross Chastain at Martinsville.
3: Chastain did a video game move, drove it and never lifted, put it against the safer barrier in turn three, never lifted all the way around the turn, and Ross Chastain passes Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain will get into the
2: playoff.
7: Hamlin appeared to be through until he found himself on the wrong end of one of the greatest moments in NASCAR history. Hamlin chalked up the disappointment to the reality of the
4: sport. Yeah I mean for me it was about a week honestly that you know that you know I kind of parked on it but I mean I knew that there was nothing else I could do um, we were in a you know a situation where we need to perform really well and we we did we, we won both stages dominated the race and something crazy happened right I mean it was just so many different factors that led into it right There was a caution that, that got us to that point and just a lot of things that, that worked against us uh, that were out of, was out of my control and, and just as I've done this so long, I realized that uh, you know I, I can only control what what I can control and you know, sometimes the chips are going to fall where they may. And and in this format where you take such a small sample size, sometimes it's going to bite you.
7: Like with Bush last year, there will be conversation on Hamlin's future with the team as he too will be in negotiations with his longtime sponsor FedEx. But Hamlin isn't going to let that affect him.
4: Yeah, you know, a lot of it is because uh, I'm not Kyle and and the situations are different. Um, I think that uh, I'll, I'll get a deal done with JGR uh, as soon as we're both ready to. Um, it just may take a little bit of time because there's a lot of different other factors that, that play into it.
7: More importantly for Hamlin, he will be focused on a championship and the legacy that could be left behind if he were to do so during NASCAR's 75th anniversary.
4: Uh, it would mean the world to me. I mean, uh, and until I actually experience it I don't I don't know inside how I would feel but certainly um, I've I've accomplished more than I ever thought I would in this sport to begin with to be part of it for almost 20 years now is something I never envisioned Uh, but you know there's an opportunity here certainly with the 75th anniversary um, me and my point in my career uh, to get this done would, would certainly mean a lot.
7: The departure of Bush left the seat available on the Cup side for JGR. Filling it will be 2022 Xfinity Series champion Ty Gibbs. While Gibbs makes the leap to Cup, it won't be the famed number 18 car. Instead, Gibbs will forge his own path this season in car number 54. For Gibbs, it's been a difficult few months since the end of his championship season. Hours after winning in Phoenix, his father, Coy, passed overnight, leaving a void in the life of Gibbs, but also for everyone involved at Joe Gibbs Racing. Gibbs will undoubtedly have the full support of his team as his Xfinity Series crew chief, Chris Gale, follows him to the Cup Series, a place where Gibbs has plenty of experience racing in the past two seasons and believes will provide him an advantage as he makes the transition.
8: Uh, Yeah, for sure. I think it definitely will. And uh, I think you know it had a lot of benefits running last year with with Mike and Denny, and and so that was uh, I really appreciate they gave me that opportunity, um, and you know being able to go in and is it's, uh, it's going to be I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it.
7: So with all the changes, how have the dynamics changed that gives? To Christopher Bell, things will be certainly different as the team adjusts to life after Kyle Bush.
8: Yeah, I mean losing Kyle is a is a huge a huge deal for our team because he provided so much feedback valuable and um just the wealth of knowledge and experience that he provides and ty is completely different than kyle bush so um you know i'm sure his outlook on things are going to be a lot different and uh his driving styles are going to be a lot different than what we had with kyle so you know we we lost a a great and uh you know ty i think it has nobody really knows what he's going to provide to our team so um you know it's going to be interesting to see how that turns
7: the times are changing at joe gibbs racing but the expectations of racing for a championship hasn't changed with truex jr hamlin and the rise of bell and one of the young up-and-comers in the sporting Gibbs, jgr will once again be a formidable team in 2023
5: Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we continue our team previews with 2311 and RCR. And later, we get you all ready for the action for this weekend at the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to
5: NASCAR Live. 2022 was an eventful year for 2311 Racing. They said goodbye to one of the sports icons, And they welcomed one of the up-and-coming stars to their contingent. Tim Catelfamo is here with a preview of 2311.
10: Year two in the NASCAR Cup Series turned out to be a successful campaign for 2311 racing. The introduction of a second team, headed by champion Kurt Busch, brought even more legitimacy to the team, owned by NBA legend Michael Jordan and perennial Cup Series championship contender, Denny Hamlin. Kurt Busch joined the team, bringing with him a veteran presence with the goal to help push Bubba Wallace and the 23 team forward. Busch later proved his word to the team on the racetrack by winning the spring race at Kansas Speedway.
9: Kurt Busch with a perfect day turn two. Here he comes to the outside of the Chase Briscoe car, coming off the end of the back straightaway. He's put the lap traffic behind him. He's put Kyle Larson behind him. He's put the field behind him. Kurt Busch, the leader.
3: Here he comes up off of turn number four. Kurt Busch sees the checkered flag and Kurt Busch wins the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway.
10: By winning at Kansas, Kurt Busch held a playoff spot all the way up to the regular season finale at Daytona before he unfortunately had to withdraw the medical waiver he requested due to post- concussion symptoms which plagued him following a crash at Pocono and what would be his final season as a full-time Cup driver. Stepping in for Kurt Busch in the race for the Owners' Championship in the fall, Bubba Wallace also drove his way to Victory Lane at Kansas, winning for the second time in the Cup Series and showing his growth as a Cup Series driver. Here comes Bubba
5: Wallace, final time off the end of the back straightaway. He'll take it to the wall as he works his way
3: off the corner looking for the checkered flag. Bubba Wallace can see it now. He can virtually coast it in. Checkered flag is in the air, and Bubba Wallace wins the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas.
10: Now comes year three for 20 2311 with a new teammate and increased expectations. 2022 was anything but a boring season for Tyler Reddick. Reddick came off his first NASCAR Cup Series playoff appearance in 2021 and continued to elevate Richard Shoulders Racing, earning his first NASCAR Cup Series win at Road America. A short time after, it was announced Reddick would join 2311 in 2024. However, the deal would later be changed, putting Reddick to 2311 in 2023. The announcement precipitated an awkward. few months at RCR for Reddick, who took part in the 2022 playoffs, all while having his seat set to be replaced by incoming driver Kyle Busch. As unfortunate as the news of Kurt Busch's retirement from full-time cup driving was for Busch and the team, the circumstances led Reddick to 2311 a year early. So what was it like for Tyler Reddick during this 2311 soap opera to close out the 2022 season? You
12: know, outside looking in, it looked pretty chaotic for sure. Um, but for me, you know, we had a lot in front of us on our plate that we're really focused on. You know, I was thinking about the next week um, and then once we got in the playoffs just trying to execute and make the most out of um, the races and so yeah, while there was a lot going on for me, you know, I had enough going on just in my weekly routine and how we go about preparing uh, our race cars and, and what we were doing throughout the week that Thankfully, uh, there wasn't a lot of time for me to really
10: sit and stir on it. Now that Reddick has officially moved on to life at 2311 Racing,
12: he's excited for what the future holds as a Toyota Racing driver. 2311's really been going in the right direction since day one. You know, it's really difficult to come to the Cup Series and um, do what they've done. Um, Certainly, it it really helps to have, you know, partners like, like Toyota having... The resources that, that they have, their their partnership helping 2311 along the way, and then that as well of Joe Gibbs Racing. Both really, really help. So um, yeah, you know, Denny and, and the ownership group and those that work at 2311 have a, have a, a really beautiful vision for the future of the company um, and where they want to take it. And um, yeah, for me, I'm really excited to be a part of it. I'm glad we're going to get started a year earlier. It's just going to help us in the long run as we we chase after the dreams that we have
10: don't let tyler reddick's excitement fool you into thinking he's just happy to be at his new home a year early he fully expects to be competitive in
12: 2023 i think it just comes down to the same things that that uh you know it did last year when i was with rcr it's just you got to execute throughout the day and certainly you know um there's there's going to be differences between what i was racing last year and, and being in a toyota camry trd this year so um just try and learn as quickly as I can um, going through those new learning experiences. But certainly I think the team knows that they they execute throughout a given race, um, you know, with the top five car, that they're going to have a chance to win. So, um, yeah, we'll just we'll just strive towards that. And, and certainly it seems like, you know, like we, we went and tested Monday and Tuesday and we unloaded really, really strong with the balance of the race car. It's just it's going to come down to working on some of the details and trying to find some more, to to help get the road course program back where they wanted it to. I think they would all kind of agree last year wasn't really, uh, the best for them. Chris for doing what he did at the Roval was, was really impressive and it was extremely clutch, but, uh, Certainly as a whole, they, they do want to improve the road course program, and, and hopefully we can do that.
10: Bubba Wallace enters his third season at 2311 Racing as a two-time Cup Series winner and one of the young faces of the sport. With the progress his team made toward the end of the 2022 season, Wallace believes he's now in position to win not once, but multiple
13: times this year. Absolutely. Uh, the speed that we've shown about race number five or six on the schedule, wherever that is, after the West Coast Swing, we were fast. We had the speed, and we couldn't get off pit road. We had loose wheels. I'd get into crashes, I'd crash myself. We'd have bad race calls. Whatever it was, we never gave ourselves a fighting chance. And ultimately, that put us in a hole. And, um, you know, it just so happened that Loudon was the race where we gave ourselves a chance. It's like, oh, this is what happens when everything goes right uh and then it kept happening it kept happening and next thing you know we go to Kansas and boom Kansas was not smooth though Kansas we had a loose wheel and we came from the back I think every year that goes by I feel like I've grown up a little bit more and realizing that like um you know if we had a loose wheel earlier in the season obviously I was in the media about talking about pit crews and stuff but I'm real I keep it real um I didn't lose my cool at Kansas you know and I feel like I've started to do that
10: a little bit better both wallace's development and reddick's addition to 2311 racing is further proof the team should be a factor every weekend moving forward co-owner denny hamlin is certainly a
4: big believer in the trajectory of his team yeah i mean i've said it's been a five-year plan to be a championship contending organization i still think that that's a reasonable timeline for us um we're going into year three so it's uh you know, we still have a lot of work ahead, but we're, we're trying to build the infrastructure to make sure that we're ready uh, for that to happen. And, um, you know, I've got some good partners in it and um, I'm well invested in this sport. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm just lucky to be able to you know, continue on uh, being a part of this well beyond my driving days, whenever that might be. So the question is,
10: could 2023 finally be the breakout year for 2311 Racing? Wallace finally feels he's in a position to be able to win week in and week out, while Tyler Reddick joins with playoff experience and having already proven he can win multiple times during a single season. We'll have to wait and see what the duo has in store for the NASCAR World at 2311 Racing in 2023.
5: Thank you, Tim. Coming up, we'll cap our team previews as we discuss what's in store for RCR in 2023. And later, we'll preview the return of the Clash to the Coliseum.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live.
5: On the track... 2022 was a successful season for Richard Childress Racing. Austin Dillon's dramatic win at Daytona in the fall that clinched the last playoff spot, while Tyler Reddick visited victory lane three times. The top headline for RCR came off the track as the team added two-time Cup Series champion Kyle Busch to its roster. Jason Toy is here with more.
7: 2022 was a season of enjoyment for Richard Childress Racing when it comes to on-track accomplishments.
3: Checkered flag in the air. Austin Dillon wins the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona.
7: Team veteran Austin Dillon snagged the last win of the NASCAR Cup Series regular season and punched his ticket to the playoffs, while Tyler Reddick had a breakout year with three wins in his third full-time slate for the organization. Off the track in dramatic fashion, Reddick shocked everyone when he announced he was departing the team. The story of 2022 immediately followed when the organization announced the acquisition of two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Busch. Even though it's early, Richard Childress has been impressed with what Bush has already brought to the table.
13: Interactions I've had with him, everyone's excited about it. I know he's excited. Our tests have been good. They went to... uh, and won a little sports car race down there to have him to go out and win a race right off with Austin and uh, Sheldon. It was a pretty neat deal. And I was down there for that, and just just watching how he gets in there and works with everybody. He, he's a racer. He wants to win. And uh, that's what I love about him.
7: Childress hasn't been the only one impressed one thing that has stood out to Austin Dillon about Bush has been his leadership.
8: Well, I think he's going to continue to bring uh, progression. You know, RCR had a good year last year, and his thoughtfulness and um, his mindset will will help our shop, and then he's already bringing things when it comes to structure that I think are going to help us.
7: Bush joins RCR as the driver with the most career Cup wins out of the current Cup Series contingent. As he looks towards 2023, there's always a learning curve with a new team, but the next-gen cars providing The challenge for even the most experienced veterans
14: like Bush. Still a work in progress. I mean, as much as we'd like it to be, you know, kind of completed or finished up and we have a better understanding of where we're going, I think there's still a lot of questions, you know. So yes, we're making improvements, we're making changes to the car, hopefully all that gets better for driver safety and things like that. Um but still like the the time crunch and the time frame and all that of what the car is under and and Trying to get cars turned around is still stressful for the teams. We still don't have enough parts and pieces for enough cars yet, and we've been going through this now a whole year. and So it's just little things like that that obviously the drivers don't really have much to do with, but it's obviously the guys at the shop and everybody behind the scenes. So, you know, looking forward to some more advancements still making the road courses better making the short tracks better I feel like the mile and a half were super good the speedways were super good so um, you know there's there's some pluses some minuses
7: this is the first time the driver has found himself with a new team since he joined Joe Gibbs Racing in 2008 but he is excited for a new beginning at RCR in 2023
14: just hope it's a fresh start and uh, it's a kind of a new beginning you know it lends itself to a re- little reminder maybe of like going from a high school to another high school or something like that and meeting new people, meeting new friends, and, and transitioning, but yet, um, you know, still going through life in, in the same fashion. But, you know, Brexton Racing and the things that he's been doing has been super fun. We've had a lot of good times with him traveling around the country and, you know, now probably focusing a little bit more on my stuff again, you know, with also trying to incorporate his stuff. So, we'll see how all that looks in the family tie and, you know, just make it all work.
7: Bush's last win came at Bristol Dirt in the spring and is currently ninth all-time in Cup career wins with 60 as the 39-year Old looks to add to that total while piloting the number eight car in the foreseeable future one driver who would like to improve in 2023 is austin dillon last season dillon's lone win at daytona allowed him to sneak into playoff contention but was immediately eliminated after the round of 16 the driver did end the year with promise though as he finished in the top 10 in three of the season's last five races when looking ahead to 23, Dylan knows that there is still plenty of room for improvement.
8: Yeah, you know, we had some places that we definitely could improve on and, and we actually in the off season looked at those tracks and already got on the simulator, started working on them all the tracks that we struggled with and I think you'll see improvement at some of those places and it's just kind of year to year, you know every year you might go to a place and all of a sudden you found something, so we'll be working hard at all the places we struggled at to get better. And what will be the 32-year-old's 10th full-time season, Dylan will attempt to
7: again win more than one race in a single season a milestone he has yet to accomplish even though 2023 is a year of change even though 2023 is a year of change for rcr there is no lack of experience dylan and bush combined have completed 27 seasons of full-time cup series racing that factor as well as the team's ending in 2022 showing promise on the performance side should be a recipe for success as the organization continues to strive for more this season
5: Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we'll preview the second running of the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum, and we'll end the show by reliving the last few laps of
1: last year's Clash. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live.
5: The return of NASCAR racing is finally here as we venture out to Los Angeles for the second straight year. Last year's Bush Clash was quite the success as Joey Logano found his way to Victory Lane as the first driver to win in the next-gen car. This year's event should allow a little more familiarity for the drivers. Kyle Rickey has a preview of the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum.
6: After nearly three months off, the NASCAR Cup Series is back in action this coming Sunday. The series' best will once again kick off the year with a trip to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum for the bush clash at the Coliseum. One year ago, Joey Logano bested Kyle Busch to take home the trophy, but in the early stages of the event, it looked like it would be a star-making performance for Tyler Reddick before mechanical failure ended his day. This Sunday will mark Reddick's first start with his new team, 2311 Racing. And he is interested to find out if his new team will unload
12: with similar speed to what he had last year. The, the approach that uh, we took there last year worked out really well. Obviously, as a driver, you don't have knowledge of all the details of what exactly that is. So trying to recreate it with, with 2311 will be important for us. And hopefully we can bring something that, that is as good as what we were in the spring or in the spring, excuse me, last year when we were there. Um, yeah, it was a real shame to have, you know, a DNF like that in a race where we were that strong. Little did I know that was going to be the trend of the year, unfortunately, for us. But um Yeah, it was really nice to go in there and have that speed. Last year's event presented as many unknowns as the
6: sport had ever seen. Not only was it the first time that these drivers raced cup cars on a track this size, but it was also the first race with the next-gen car. Martin Truex Jr. says that made last year's race one big guess. You know,
11: I think the Clash will be a better race possibly than it was last year. I think last year was just so un- there was so many unknowns, like nobody knew about the car. Nobody knew what to go there with. Setup wise, it was just a big guess It's like we all just got thrown out there and whoever guessed right was was the guy. So uh, I think we'll see more a more competitive race, hopefully more passing, you know, depending on how the asphalt is down. I don't know if it'll be different, uh, if it'd be exactly the same. Uh, it'll be interesting to see but uh, i expect more a more competitive race and it's gonna be hard to make the show if you're not locked in for sure
6: aj allmendinger was also a part of last year's race as part of his limited cup series schedule with colleague racing allmendinger is back this year with colleague but in a full-time entry and he expects the field to be even
14: tighter than it was a year ago. The field's going to be even tighter, which is kind of crazy to think about because we've all driven these cars now and and have an idea of how to set them up. So it's only going to tighten the field up more, but you're still going to beat and bang on each other, and there's still going to be a lot of contact, and the B-mains are still going to be insane. So I don't think a lot changes. And I had a lot of fun with the atmosphere. You know, last year with the concerts, this year will be the same. So, you know, it's a cool way to kick it off for for a race that doesn't count for anything except trophies and money. With the field being so tight, does that mean drivers will have to be
6: even more aggressive to make up ground? Denny Hamlin tends to think so. I I think that the drivers probably will be more physical if I had to guess with
4: kind of bumping each other out of the way I think they're going to be more comfortable with knowing the contact that these cars will take before they break uh, so I think that certainly you know the drivers are going to have a little bit more better you're going to have a better feeling about you know how aggressive they can be now that they've been on the racetrack they, they know what to expect Certainly, anytime we get more comfortable, it, it, it usually shows up on the racetrack.
6: Michael McDowell agrees with Hamlin's sentiment and even takes it a step further, pointing out that he wouldn't be
8: shocked if the event turns into a full contact affair. This year, now that we have more parts and pieces and a little bit better understanding of the car, it is going to be a crash fest. I really do think so. I mean, it is going to be a beaten banging high intensity um, because the only thing on the line is, is, a, is a trophy, right? And so it's, it's different than your points-paying race. Uh, I think we kind of all go into it as an exhibition race that you get to go have a lot of fun and just leave it all on the line, and now we have parts and pieces. So I imagine it's not going to be quite as tamed as it was last year. One driver who won't shy away from contact is Ryan Priest.
6: Priest made it to the main event a year ago, driving for underdog team Rick Ware Racing. This year, Priest has the biggest opportunity of his career, driving for Stuart Haas Racing, and with short tracks being his specialty, he heads to Los Angeles ready to shock the world. I'm very biased. I like quarter mile
9: racing. I, that's that's my bread and butter. That's where I've I've come from. So uh, I'm somebody that's I have high expectations going into that race. We were able to make it with uh, with Rick Ware last year and. And, uh, you know, Chad Johnson and I have been working working together for a year and a half now. So I feel like uh, we're a year and a half further ahead of where we would have been. And um, I think uh, hopefully
6: we can shock some people. Priest will be teammates with Kevin Harvick in what will be the future Hall of Famers final season before hanging up the helmet this November. While Harvick will have the entire year to celebrate, this race is one of the most anticipated just because of how fun it was in 2022. I think
14: as I look back to last year, we knew nothing about the car. We knew nothing about anything that was going on. We all thought it was going to be a joke going to the Coliseum and, and racing on the racetrack. We, we thought the racetrack was too small. And it turned out to be one of the most fun races of the year from a driver's standpoint. It was a great event. Uh, the cars were, were fun to race you can't unlearn everything that that we know so i'm just i'm interested to see what the racing looks like with the knowledge and things that that we have but um, the racetrack was really racy and if it's built the same and has all the the same things that that it had that were unique about it last year it, it should be fun but it was a great event last year With
6: only glory on the line, drivers will be ready to go all out Sunday night for the checkered flag. And who knows, maybe a victory will be a sign of things to come in 2023. 2022 did start with Joey Logano winning at the Coliseum and ended with him hoisting the Bill France Cup after all.
5: Coming up, we'll cap this week's edition of NASCAR Live by reliving the first few laps of the historic first running of the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum.
7: This is
5: NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We're getting ready to throw the checkered flag on this week's show. But before we do, we'd like to take a brief visit down memory lane as we relive the first few laps of the historic running of the first light clash at the L.A. Coliseum.
3: The 2022 NASCAR Cup Series is officially underway. Green flag is in the air at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. On the break, Kyle Busch cannot get away from Tyler Reddick. That's because Tyler Reddick got a good start as well there. Wheel to wheel down the back straightaway. In fact, Tyler
2: Reddick eats out a slight advantage. Kyle Busch right there in the lower lane pitches Tyler Reddick up against the wall. We have not seen anybody make a pass on the outside. It may change. Here comes Tyler Reddick for the lead. A bit of beating and banging off of turn two. Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick,
3: Reddick backs out of the throttle, relinquishes the lead to Kyle Busch. Reddick will fall in line second. Justin Haley will go third. Then it's Joey Logano, Daniel Suarez, single file before they stack up double wide. Top six, single file, looking at that side-by-side battle. That's where you'll find Chase Briscoe and William Byron. They're going
2: at it from the sixth position. Chase Briscoe just trying to figure out how to get from the top side of the track to the bottom. Easier said than done. Battle for the lead, Kyle Busch and Tyler Reddick. Kyle Busch didn't make a clean entry to turn one at all.
3: That opened up the door for Tyler Reddick, and he clears Kyle Busch. He'll take the lead. Tyler Reddick, a California native, shows the way in the Coliseum off turn two. This crowd is standing and cheering on Tyler Reddick. He's starting to pull away just a little bit from Kyle Busch, who gets a bump from Justin Haley. Top three are off turn four. Oh,
5: that flashback of last year's clash brought to you by Mahindra. Race fans, don't forget to cheer for Chase Briscoe in the Mahindra Tractor's number 14 car and race into your local dealer for big savings on Mahindra, the official tractor of tough. Folks, we're out of time for this week. Appreciate you tuning in. And we can't wait to get to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Our coverage will begin Saturday with practice and qualifying 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then on Sunday, be sure to tune in. NASCAR Live Race Day takes the green flag at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then the main event, round two of the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch up with you on NASCAR Live Wide Open on Thursday. NASCAR Live race day with you on Sunday and right back here for NASCAR Live on Tuesday. Until then, so long, everybody.
1: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. It works fast and you won't stink. And by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downey, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.